What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Chop Heads Combat Sports Podcast, episode number four. Dave Sturcio alongside the Reverend Tommy D. Yeah. And, of course, Chris Gucci will be joining us after the break. He's attending to some matters right now, but he'll join us with his UFC 271 thoughts as that comes and goes. Um, I, myself, uh, I watched it thoroughly. Um, I also I ordered it uh, legally. I did not illegally stream, even though... Tommy tries to convince me like an evil heel that he is that he wants you to stream it, stream it, stream it, right? I have a problem with that. I have a a personal problem with streaming because I get too into these things. And if I were to miss something and then have to like regroup later, I would just go like I'm a Cowboys fan. So if it's like fourth and goal on the two and it's like said and it just freezes and I lose all connection, I would lose my mind. So I wanted to personally order it i think the math works out bro like because i tried to get you to come out but you claimed in-laws hey that's not that's not a that's not what an am excuse I gonna do, man? that is hey, the absolute green light to get the hell out of the house usually is it usually is but uh since it's valentine's day today as we're recording uh, this weekend was valentine's weekend so friday valentine's night, weekend now that now now the hallmark holiday gets a whole yeah. weekend so friday night uh my wife and i went out to other uh, renault winery which you went down. to a winery? It's, you know, it used to be really upscale. Like I'm talking mm-hmm. years ago, <laughs> like seven course meal. Oh, you seven. weren't you weren't leaving unless you were spending three hundred bones. Because I went with an Get ex and her family. F- oh my god! Go there now. It's basically a brewery okay. with wine. All right, and bar food. <laughs> they changed it. All the pandemic changed it. No, I think it changed well before the pandemic. Okay, but it was. Actually, a lot of fun because got a little tipsy. Okay. Um, didn't get tipsy enough to go ice skating outside, but we got a little tipsy. All right. Well, like I said, I we had somewhat plans to go. Me and Dina were trying to get the the crew together, and it was it was going to be me, you, uh, her. I was going to call you. I was going to call Scoop. I was like, all right, this is going to work. And then you couldn't go, and then Scoop couldn't go, and I'm just like, eh, I'm not just going with Dina. But you know, it's just not. I mean, we could. We're friends. I mean, what's do you remember that? Do you remember that uh, segment uh, back in the day? Kurt Angle and Triple H refuting, and he's like, "Where is it written that a guy and a girl can't be just friends?" Right? <laughs> and it's the Stephanie situation. Oh my god! So good. why don't you bring your wife too? And she, who's gonna watch the kids? Bring them too. Oh yeah, bring the kids to the bar to watch UFC. Sure, sure. Why not? I'm not doing that. You sit uh, at a table. No, I'm not doing that. First yeah. of all, my, Miles, my son, is three months old, so he's not He'll going sleep right through it. He's not going anywhere near a bar, not yet, at least. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so we didn't go out. We will be going here next time. Colby fight. That's going down. That's gonna be fun. I'm excited about that. We're gonna do a live watch party from here. Me, you, Scoop, Dina, Chris, if he's around, which means that means Ash is definitely gonna be around because you know that's just. It's like a package deal. Um, We're going to have to do that on YouTube Live so she could fuck with everybody who doesn't hit hit the like button. <laughs> exactly. She's holding the gun to your head. Yeah. Making sure, like, like this motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we'll try to do that for the Colby fight. And if he wins, uh, there's a chance that he makes a media stop, a good chance that he makes a media stop on the Chop Heads Combat Sports In studio? Podcast. I don't know. Well, he's from Florida. So, like, I, if he's not, if he's local that week, you know, sure. But, like, I don't foresee that happening we'll just get him on the street so do you think chris challenges him like chris has been challenging everybody else chris every will get slapped to sleep but do you think you think slapped he'll do it to sleep <laughs> i love chris but he like he, he sometimes bites off a little bit too much that he can't i'm sorry on. I, wait, when you guys do this tennis thing i guess i have to be there to record it again um what when you guys play tennis Oh, yeah, that's right. You did record the scoop thing, right? Yeah, and he got hurt doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chris, here's the thing. Chris doesn't want to, he doesn't want the world to know that he's almost 40. He's going to be 40 in May, right? And he's, don't get me wrong, he can still play softball. His brother's older than him. He could still ball too. So he's definitely still an athlete, but I'm just like, you're challenging three other grown men who have played sports in their past to a tennis match and says that you're clear cut going to win. Like, Get the hell out of here, man. I mean, he there's three confidence. He does lose confidence. And I guess that's, I don't know, uh, whatever. <laughs> In any event, it doesn't matter. Uh, so th- where, were we, where were we going with Colby. that? Oh, yeah. So I didn't. I, I did not stream it. I ordered it, right? We're back to that. Uh, but yeah, Colby, if he wins, I'd really, oh, Mosford, I'll better not pull out, man. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I know that's what the feeling that you have already, but I just, 
If that happens, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, you know, it's happened before with him. Um, I get it, but this is a lot of money on the table. And like I, The like pay-per-view we, buys are going to be really good. Like we uh, were discussing before the uh, technical difficulties. Oh, you had to bring that up. I, he's, mean, I was just trying to roll right through, but go ahead. He's been, he's been on Twitter making his own videos and Instagram making his own videos, kind of poking fun at the fact that Colby's not at American Top Team anymore. Well, that was Colby's decision to leave. They say they kicked him out. No. I mean, I, look, I, mean I, I won't release too much that I know, but that was very... It was like, you know... It was mutual. I think it was more mutual than kicking out. Like, he just didn't get along with anybody there, so why stick around? What are you going to do, spar somebody you want to kill? You know what I mean? Like, it's just not It's not a good look. It's not a good idea for you to do that. I guess the Brazilian bashing wasn't the... Filthy animals. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Might not have been the best thing to do. No, while probably not. While you're there with a bunch of Brazilians. Yeah. They, they do take that very serious. That's why when you see the Americans and they're coming out in Brazil, like, coming out to the cage... And they're going against a Brazilian. All you hear is Uve my hair. That means you're going to die. Oh, yes. Nice. All right. <laughs> or no, we're going to kill you. That's um, and that goes, that brings me back to like the Chael Sonnen, a lot of his feuds with the Brazilians and, uh, uh, you know, v- Wanderlei <laughs> or Vanderlei, whatever he, he wants to call it. Vanderlei. Vanderlei went after him. I know. I know. <laughs> In Brazil. In Brazil. I know. All right. So anyway, so. UFC 271. It goes down this past weekend. Obviously, I watched it. You watched it. The world watched it. Um, I did take notes, uh, despite the fact that I was guzzling down Tito's. Uh, I was paying attention to most all the fights, um, especially the main card. I was very excited to see Andre Arlovsky uh, in the in the prelims. Five and one. He, dude, I'm telling you right now, I saw him in 2013 down at World Series of Fighting because our boy, a uh, friend of ours, friend of mine, Richie Petitnock, was fighting down there uh, against one of the Gracies. Was that when Orlovsky got knocked out by Fedor? No. No, no, no. It was Rumble was- Johnson. He fought Rumble Johnson, and I think he won that fight. If uh, Arlovsky might have won that fight. Rumble Johnson was his opponent. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. I, remember, I just remember the billboard driving down. That's why I see, like, Arlovsky. Black. And that was when everybody thought Arlovsky was done. Yeah, dude, no there's chin. a little bit of a resurgence here. And now, you know, gets it done again. And But, dude, I mean, I got nervous because did you see how good the judges did in the first couple fights? My God. You know, it sucks because, you know, they're in Houston and, you know, I guess it's their, it's their athletic commission doing the judging. Maybe not go back to Houston anytime soon because they're really bad at what they do. Like, the judgment. It's not, it's not just Houston. It's bad when they come to New York. It's really bad when they come to New York. Oh. New York's the Mecca, so they're going to keep coming to New York regardless of how bad the judges are. They're going to get some numbers over here. If they're at the Garden, forget it. Forget it. They, it doesn't matter. It's 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 rough, man. You know, and, and I hate when people say, we'll never leave it in the hands of the judge. Like when Dana says that's the one pet peeve I have. This is a professional Can't level. Can't help it. <laughs> yeah, it's a professional level. Not everybody is going to get knocked out no matter or how hard out. you hit them. Yeah, right. And that's just the, the reality of it all. Um, the fight was close. You could have given it to Arlovsky, which they did, or you could have given it to his opponent, too. I mean, yeah. That was, it was close. He's a frumpy-looking dude, not Arlovsky, the other one. He just didn't look like he's ever lifted a weight whatsoever, ever. That's because he's probably he's like 6'5". No, he was like 6'2", 265, <laughs> or 6'3", 265. Yeah. Doesn't look like he hit the gym much, but that's what it is. He's I mean, got cardio. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I guess when you got cardio, you can do whatever you want. Uh, but I, wa- I want to start off with... With the guy that I, I've watched fight, I've watched some of his fights, and I know you guys call me Casual Dave because I do miss a lot of the the in depth, in deep. Yeah, but the moniker works. All right, you fine. Could the be, moniker you works. You could have watched. You could watch every single event like we do, and you we could still call you Casual Dave because <laughs> it's a good moniker. All right, so Bobby Green, I watched this fight, and I'm thinking to myself, like, as he's making his entrance, I'm like, I hate this guy. I hope he gets his head knocked clean off his shoulders. Uh, is too much for me, too much for my liking, right? Then I start watching a fight, and his opponent, uh, Hack Perest, or no, Hack, I don't know, you, you called him something before. Kelvin, uh, the German Kelvin Gastelum. Okay, the German Kelvin Gastelum. So that kid can box, don't get me wrong. I liked watching him. He just couldn't get inside enough, Like in that, and Bobby Green was chipping away. But Bobby Green was talking shit the entire time, like Floyd Mayweather. That's what he does. Well, guess what? This time it worked, and like I think he got in his head. I think he 100% damaged this guy as far as, like, mentally, and he comes out with the win. Now, where does he go from there? 
Bobby Green. Bobby Green's not going anywhere. Right, that's what I'm saying. He's like, been he's, he's been not kicking, even ranked, right? I, I don't think so. I don't he's think been so. kicking around MMA since like 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's always been that guy that would string those couple wins together and then string losses together right. and lose to people that he shouldn't lose to and eke out a win that maybe he shouldn't have had. Now, the guy that he was fighting right now, the guy's kind of new in the UFC. He's still cutting his teeth. Mm-hmm. So if you do this fight, let's just say, if this fight took place two or three years from now, Bobby Green's going to go down the same way that he usually does. Uh, he's a very tough guy. He's got good hands, but he's he's a journeyman. Okay. All right. Well, like I said, it was hard to get on Team Bobby Green, and yeah. then I watched the fight, and then I watched his post. And then he did like this stupid post thing where he was just like, yeah, it felt good for a minute. He was like, hey, man, you know, I just want to tell everybody, like, if, if people are writing you off, man, you know, yeah. keep fighting, keep fighting. And then he's like, fuck off. I was like, oh, you just ruined that. I really. was waiting to hear the doom, doom, da, 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 da. <laughs> Yeah, right. He was doing da, a, lot of, da, da, da. a lot of the Cena vibes there. Um, a, a fight that I hit on the decision, on the method, was the next one. And it was Renato, uh, Renato. He, with the submission win, that was fun to watch. I, the only thing that blew me away was that there's a guy named Hernandez from the U.S. <laughs> I was like, uh, what does, I don't really understand this. Um, but he's like donning the flag and everything. Like, I was just like, um, all right, sure, go America, you know? But uh, It's right. great when you have somebody that can help you with those those picks. I would because, do, stop. Because even stop. I'm not that in-depth to be picking I know my like shit, that. okay? I know my shit and or I know Dina. Yeah. Okay? And <laughs> Dina Dina really kicked some ass uh, with her picks over the weekend. And I kind of, I, I, I only faded her on one. And that was, I thought for sure that the Black Beast was going to win. And we'll get into that in a second. But the next fight, um, Derek Brunson. Like he's been on the the losing end of a lot lately, but th- you know no, this he's kid. Been on a, he's been on a tear. No, Brunson. I thought he. Oh no, the last five. All right, yeah. He's so been last, on a tear once he. You know the blonde Derek Brunson. Yeah. Oh, he's on the field, right? Yeah. But uh, Jared. Uh, or huh? Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Jared wins this fight. He looks like a killer, by the way. And he looks like an absolute killer. Um, and and again, I think there's the future's bright for a guy like that. Um. Going forward, I, I, look, again, I'm not as in-deep and, and in-depth as you guys, but watching that guy fight and Bronson get handled, you know, that was uh, that was. Cannoneer's like another Kananier's Bobby Green, beast, just more bro. more powerful. Yeah. Um, he, he would start climbing up, and then, you know, in, in that division. They call this a title eliminator. Yeah. Yeah. They need some new blood up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but he's always that guy that would just get there, and then that one fight would happen, and he'd lose, and then his opponent would get that. These divisions, it only takes one loss, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times. Yeah. Unless you're one and two or two and three where it's one fight, and then you're right back in it. Some of these guys get knocked right back down to the bottom and have to crawl their way back up. And that's what the both of these guys did. But, you know, Izzy said Cannoneer's the next guy. Cannoneer called his shot. Inside the octagon, right to, to Uncle Dana. He did. He did call Uncle Dana. So he was, you know, notice how how he literally was like, "Hey, hey, Dana, hey, hey!" Like he wasn't paying attention at stop, all. Like, stop interrupting Dana. Move, yeah, yeah. Dana. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, I don't I, think I, he's going to do shit with. No, nah, I don't I think, think so either. Going to embarrass him, but we'll see. It's, it's a new opponent. We'll see. You know, that's that's what we could look forward to. But the, the fight kind of went how I thought it was going to go. Um, Brunson. He, he's another one. He gets there, and then he fumbles it. You know, they've been giving him all the newer guys, like kind of trying to make him the gatekeeper, mm-hmm. and he's been embarrassing the newer guys, the guys that are coming in there. So he went on a pretty nice win streak, and then you get neck and neck with somebody that's right up there with you, and this is what we get. All right. Well, we'll see, uh, we'll see how that division plays out because obviously we'll get into Izzy in a second, but obviously the heavyweight fight that went down, uh, Black Beast, Derek Lewis taking on uh, the Shuey, the Bam Bam Bigelow, tied to Avasa. Um, this one, obviously, I had the Black Beast the whole way. Houston got the backing of the crowd, you know, just I felt like that was it was just a recipe for that. And there was a couple times where like he had him against the cage and he looked like he was dropping bombs. And I was just like, all right, this is going to end. He's going to fall. But shout out to Tuavasa with that chin, just surviving and weathering the storm. 
And then ultimately turning this entire thing around, hitting them with like a forearm and an elbow combination thing, and bink, and that was it. Lights out, man. What does this do for uh, two of us's heavyweight stock? I mean, the heavyweight division has always been my favorite, but like, do you find that, that this kid can be an actual contender to the title at this point? I mean, he'll he might fight for the title. He ain't gonna win, right? That's um, you know, he. But the fact that you win. say it like that is just like, then what's the point? You know what I mean? That's you know, it it sucks, but. That's kind of how the lot of us felt when they threw Derek Lewis in there against um, DC. Right. You know, they first of all they threw him in there with like six I weeks to train. I love DC. I mean, uh, I love him. He gets he rubs me the wrong way. But they they threw him in there. You know, after he had gotten a win that he said that he wasn't even conditioned for, and it. it was like six weeks out, and they they gave nobody was giving him the shot of beating mm-hmm. DC. Tuavasa, uh, you know, and and he's really good. He's really good. He's got great power. And I had half of New Zealand coming after me when I said this, and Australia <laughs> about Mark Hunt. He's a heavy bag with eyeballs. That's, you know what I mean? He could take a fucking beating. But the problem is that chin's going to start to weather. It, it doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And being able to stand there and take that punishment, it, it it's not going to work. It's not going to work. He's got to learn how to get the fuck out of the way. You're right. Go for a takedown, man. Yeah, I, well, that was definitely not a thing. Derek Lewis went for a couple takedowns. Well, he had which a was beautiful a, trip takedown. Interesting, interesting to say the least, which, by the way, was a prop. I believe uh, it was like like over under a half a takedown or one takedown for Derek Lewis. And I was just like, should I mess with this? And I was like, he ain't going to take him down. And all of a sudden you watch this fight and he's sweeping him. They're like, I do. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? This is totally yeah, not I, his pro- style. The problem with Derek Lewis, I think he's one of these guys that can't fight at home. This is the second time he's fought in Houston. And it's the second time he's gotten finished in Houston. It's a lot of pressure. Well, yeah. at least added pressure. You know, yeah. you're in front of the hometown. You got Buffer going nuts with you. Like, from Houston. The whole place is, is backing you. Yeah, that's, right. that's got to be scary. But that's why I don't think like home field advantage is always a thing in a lot of sports. Um, mm, and, depends where you're at. You know, I mean, yeah, the fans can make a difference like noise wise, especially in the NFL, mm-hmm. cause a lot of uh, false start penalties and things like that. But like with baseball, unless it's like Yankee Stadium with the short porch, you know, how much of an advantage does you really have being at home? I don't know. I just think some some of the fans when when baseball teams go to Boston, that's another beast. You know those people; those fans are ruthless out there. So going to Fenway is. What, they're from Massachusetts. They're they're fucking. They're fucking. Yeah, they're fucking. <laughs> they're fucking beanies. <laughs> yeah, screw fucking. Love our Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, I love Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady. I love all the cops too. Oh my god! All right, well, Ty gets the win. That's a big one. Heavyweight division win. That's always a big one, considering you know that that division's never deep. Um, so maybe time moves up. He'll probably be next. The two of us will probably get the shot. You because, think so, right away? Yeah, because I don't think, look, Ngannou's gone. Unless they throw some astronomical number at him or Dana says, okay, if you want to go embarrass yourself and box Tyson Fury, that's fine. You think he'll concede to that, Dana? I don't think so. He did it for Connor. That's Connor. This is not. Here's the thing. Connor can market it. This guy can't. Connor can market it. This guy, I don't want to hear him speak. Yeah, and I'm sure Connor gave the UFC a nice slice. Yeah, maybe. Of of that money. I don't think Ngannou wants to give anything up. Mm. He just wants to be able to, like, non-contractually have to pay the UFC anything to go out and get embarrassed by Tyson Fury because he's, you know, 30-something years old. Yeah. And is getting towards the end of his career, and, and that's what he wants to do. So... They'll give, they'll, they'll probably do an interim title. Oh, here we go again with this interim Well, because he's probably shit. not coming back. I mean, did he not have another surgery though, right? Didn't he just, they just scoped his knee again? Yeah. So that's at least six months So in a real realistic terms. It's six months. So they might turn around and do an interim belt Terrible. and then. Uh, you like imagine they do that twice to this guy? Yeah. Twice. Has that ever been done? It, he, just, he didn't sign a contract to come back. No, but I'm saying, has that ever been done? That, that a heavyweight champion, right, is the champ. Then he gets either hurt or something happens, and they do an interim title, and then he wins again, and then something else happens where the interim title again gets reestablished after two wins. No. Right. So this would be a first. Ugh. But, yeah. Gross. So, so it's either that or they'll just do a, a title, you know, a vacant title fight, you know, probably with Tuavasa and Cyril Gunn, and 
Sirogan will be able to beat Tuavasa. I think so too. You saw what what Sirogan did to uh, the Black Beast. Sirogan had a great fight against Nganu. I think. I, I think it was okay. Like, I mean, you can't wrestle. I mean, but, wrestle. but that's the thing. That's he a can. Pot. Well, that's the thing. On that night, you know, Nganu came out of nowhere and said, "Like, I'm going to wrestle now, and I'm going to lay my big ass body on you and see if you can do this." And then he's just like, "I wasn't expecting this yeah. at all." So, so yeah, I, I think he'll end up winning that. I think, but it'll be new blood in there, and then that'll be that. Those those Kiwis, man, they're <laughs> like I said, it's heavy bag with eyeballs. You can take that as offensive. It's really not. They remind me of that Homer Simpson episode where he becomes a boxer, and he <laughs> takes just so much punishment to the head until the boxers can't lift his arms anymore, and then Homer hits them once, <laughs> and then the fight's over. Yeah. Bobby Knuckles taking oh. on Izzy. Adesanya. Um, this fight goes the distance. It's a unanimous decision. And still, Izzy takes that fight. Um, to me, first of all, I was definitely in the bag at this point, but I did watch. <laughs> all right. Whitaker outmatched from the jump. The problem is, this Izzy, and I've seen Izzy fight plenty. He's not exciting. He's just like not, he's not like your flashy killer. You know, like he's just, He's just he there. Was. What then? What happened? Well, everybody's comparing him to Anderson Silva, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Here's the problem: he's doing exactly what Anderson Silva did towards the end of his title reign. Stupid shit inside a cage. Uh, Damian Maya Anderson Silva is probably the worst fight in middleweight history because that's what Anderson Silva was doing: just dancing around, had the opportunities to maybe light him up and finish it off, and he didn't do it, and it. You want to talk about pissing Dana off? Dana was redder than redder has ever been red. In this fight? Or are you talking about the other fight? Anderson Silva. Okay. Like, Dana was pissed. He was, I'll never let him headline a pay-per-view again. Like, you know, when he's just talking out of his ass. Right, right. Adesanya's kind of getting to that. Where it's just like, I'm going to go out there, outpoint it, not put myself in a dangerous predicament. So I can lap the division twice and be called the greatest to ever do it. Let's put it this way. I watched it. I fell asleep for round two, three, and four. Woke up in round five and knew Whitaker didn't have a shot. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I fell asleep sitting up. <laughs> that bad, huh? Yeah. Well, in any event, he wins the fight. The fight was very uh, anticlimactic, I would say. This was a five-round, just kind of a chip-up. Uh, Izzy didn't deal for me, you know, and, and again, he might be one of the greatest of all time, but it's all said and done, you know, who knows? Um, but that is your UFC 271. Uh, up next, there's a fight night between Walker and Hill that's coming up this Saturday, but obviously the big, big one, um, actually 272, there's two fight nights in a row. Um, it looks like. Makiev. Yeah, because Islam Mahakashev. Mahakashev is back at the Apex. Two yep. fights in a row at the Apex. But then, obviously, the big one we're all looking forward to. March 5th. And, and we'll get there. March 5th. That's Masvidal, Colby Covington. Uh, apparently, they hate each other. Who knows if that's actually true or not. Um, Barbosa's fighting Bryce Mitchell. Uh, Devontae Smith against Eric Gonzalez. There's, I know what's-his-face is on this fight card somewhere. Where is he? What's-his-face? Uh, he's looking. doing pretty good in that division that he's in. Kevin Holland. Uh, he's on this boat. I Speaking wasn't of about. Kevin Holland, he's uh -huh. somebody that you should follow on uh, on Instagram. There he is. That bitch made Greg Hardy. There you go. He's on the card. <laughs> he's oh, going to say that Sergio. about your fellow star member. What? Yeah, no, yeah, for a half a cup of coffee. Everybody calm down. Christ. But, uh, I, I never heard such... Backlash when I was excited about signing him. Like, do you know what he did? I'm like, is he going to sack Tom Brady? <laughs> then, then yeah, I'm cool with having Greg. If Hardy. you put some guns behind Tom Brady, he'd sack yeah. him on there. But uh, Kevin Holland Kevin is Holland. somebody that you should follow on Instagram and Twitter. Why? Because he is one of these fighters that, rather than battle with his trolls online, mm -hmm. he gets them a bus ticket, he gets them a hotel, and he wrestles them and spars them. And there's video evidence that of it can't all. Be, that can't be at all legal. They sign a waiver. Oh my god! Is that <laughs> what these guys are hurting for money at this point, where they have to, they have to do that? I mean, I guess, but you know what? At, at least, and my thing is, and, and I made a post about this on Twitter. It's like, how do you not give the troll credit? 
they're going. Right. Okay, so maybe, oh, they just want to meet them. Okay, but they're going, and they're getting in there untrained mm-hmm. against a professional fighter and trying to grapple with them or spar with them. They know they're going to get their ass kicked, but they're still doing it. So does it make them look better than it makes him because he knows he could dispatch them easily? I don't know what's right or what's wrong in that whole situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's UFC. I mean, we'll, we'll get more from Chris after the break, but we had to segue right over into professional wrestling. Uh, it was a talk. It was a buzz uh, throughout the course of the last week or so. As I'm looking at this real quick, you know, before we get into all the stuff that I want to talk Is that what you were to, doing when you were ignoring me as I was talking? Yes, I was 100% looking at WWE.com because this week is the Elimination Chamber. I didn't know that was coming up so quick. Like, that feels like, I feel like the Royal Rumble's last week. I think it was. <laughs> so, they're really flipping this quick. But here's the thing, and it's saying this. Where's the chamber this year? Is it in Abu Dhabi or something? It has I think to. it is. Okay, because it looks like the chamber is on Saturday at noon. Wow. <laughs> like, are we serious, bro? I think if they're I mean, going to do it in Abu Dhabi, they should have did the uh, the Punjabi prison cell. Uh, you would think. Chamber. You would think that's like the they, thing. Like they did the. Uh, remember that the, the Punjabi. Remember when they cell? actually had like matches listed on this thing? Like this is the worst website in the history of websites. They might not have the full pay per view set up. Yet. This is that's right. Like you're probably right, dude. I mean, you're probably they, absolutely right. They didn't. They didn't have the finish for the Royal Rumble until the eleventh hour, and I, I'm wondering if somebody God. at ringside gave the go home cue. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> shit. I'm like I said. I'm, I'm on WWE.com. I refuse to go into the. What is the a decent? Is it, it, you know, would it be, uh, what's the one you work for? Fightbook? Does that have uh, pro wrestling coverage on there? They do, but they don't have any upcoming for Elimination so, Chamber. All right, so what do I, what's a website that I can go besides WrestleZone? Because WrestleZone used to mess up www.davemeltzer.com. No, fuck that. <laughs> not doing that. Oh, man, so I'm going to have to go to WrestleZone and have my computer. Remember back in the day, there's WrestleZone. Um, back in the day, if you went on WrestleZone.com onto your computer, you would wind up with like 77 like viruses. Trojan viruses. Trojan yeah. Vi- yeah, it was brutal, dude. Brutal. Here we go. I finally have some coverage about the Elimination Chamber. Um, no, I don't. I just have a bunch of... Ugh, what are, this is bad news bears. Anyway. Yeah, Saudi Arabia. It's saying it right there. So they're in Saudi uh, Arabia for that. Uh, speaking of wrestling, what did you think about The Rock before the Super Bowl? I guess you didn't see my my Twitter post. No, yesterday. I did not see your Twitter post. But Jesus I said, Christ. "Wow, look at that! The owner of the XFL is is there at the Super Bowl." <laughs> so it's definitely there's some MLW promos right there. That's cool. All right, so screw that. Anyway, it's uh, Elimination Chamber goes down this week. Um, Brock goes into the chamber. He's going to try to win that belt. Uh, Lashley's going in. I think it's the Bro uh, Riddles in it. Um, Austin, Austin Theory's Theory. in it. Orton? Yeah. No. Uh, I thought Kevin Owens was also... No. Uh, he won uh, his match last I week. Think, think I saw Rollins. Rollins is in it. Yes, he's in that. All right. Well, whatever the case may be. Great wrestling uh, podcast we have going on here, by the way, with all the actual information. Well, because you know what? There's more going on with all these other organizations this than is it is with WWE. This is true. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, first and foremost, uh, the... Forbidden door stuff that went down last week with AEW. By the way, I like rushed around just to make sure I got in front of the TV because I was very, very curious to know who this was going to be. They get two of them. You know, uh, what's uh, NJ uh, New Japan? What was his name? I forget his name. Didn't uh, Ibby? Ibby called both of them. Yeah. Uh, but we do know that the WWE one was obviously Mr. Baskin is glory. Um, I like the way he talks. When he I, talks I'm drawing a blank on his name, too. Keith Lee. Keith Lee, sorry. When he talks on the mic, he speaks very soft. Yeah, well, maybe that's why Vince McMahon got rid of him. <laughs> like, because he's, if, he's, if he's an imposing... He was always hurt. And yeah, like, that's he got, true, he too. Got COVID. Yeah, so Keith Lee appears. Uh, he beats the brakes off of that one kid. Um, he beats the brakes off both of them. Yeah, he beat them both up. So he gets into that ladder match or whatever. Um, the other one... 
why can't I think of his name? It's, it's obviously going to bother me, and I know people that are listening to this podcast are probably like, you're an idiot. Uh, you, you guys sh- didn't do your yeah, research, Yeah, you didn't do your man. research. Good. Listen, it was Super Bowl week. Yeah, there was a <laughs> lot of media going on, so I missed on that one. But anyway, the one thing I did want to bring up from AEW Dynamite was it looks like uh, Chris Jericho and the inner circle are kind of breaking up. Uh, so it's Jericho this week. I believe it's going to be it's Santana and Ortiz. LAX will be taking on um, Jericho, Jericho and Jake and Hager. Jake Hager. That's right. Hager's staying over there, um, which is it's interesting. By the way, is this a normal routine thing for Homeboy to come out with the cue cards? Is that normal? Did you see that part where they went picture in picture with a commercial? The hell, the other was Guerrero, Sammy. Oh, Sammy Guevara. Guevara. I like Guevara. I do too. But does he usually do this uh, cue cards thing? I think so. That I've was hilarious. Cue cards. Like, no, he's good. They're like, we're going to break. But Sammy, uh, what's his name? Sammy Guevara. I gotta learn these guys. Uh, he comes out with cue cards, and he's just like keeps scrolling by. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, this is gonna suck for the advertiser that's actually advertising their product in the commercial break because I'm not paying attention at all. I'm reading what Sammy has. I like, I like the picture in picture. Um, I they think, do it a lot. I think all commercials should be that picture in picture when it comes to sports uh, or just talk about wrestling and combat sports. I mean, wrestling and combat sports because there's things going on in between, you know. Well, not for nothing. That's in, and then learning this from being in the biz, in the uh, biz. and with in the biz Josh. <laughs> yeah, with Josh. Um, <laughs> I, I realized that, you know, those are sometimes like the times where these guys get their breath when they know that red light isn't on anymore. They can they can chill for a second. You know what I mean. They they can fall back, relax, grab a hold, and just sit there, get your breath, and like, hey, we're coming back from TV in three seconds. Okay, work your way up. Here we go. And now they're back to the races. You got to take a breath. You know these guys are moving a million miles an hour. You got to do that. That's you the are there for it. my entertainment. Dance <laughs> for me, monkey. <laughs> Shut up and wrestle. I mean, you you could be right. But I, I am right. I tell, I'm telling you, that's what's happening. They're, okay. they're taking their breath. Um. What was I saying? Okay, so the inner circle thing, that's cool. Dude, this MJF thing is boiling over hot. Like, it's so good with him and Punk. Um, this one, I guess, another time, you know, the, the, you know, he got the one up again. I tell you what, the, the one guy, at, uh, Wardlow, what the size of that dude. He's a monster. And it's eventually going to happen where it's Wardlow versus MJF. Like yeah, it's gonna happen. It's a, the, the writing's on the right. wall. They're they're doing it very old school. It's a very Diesel Shawn Michaels. Like yeah, but I mean the whole feud. They're doing it very old school, where they're making you pay to watch them touch each other. You know what I mean? MJF is the perfect heel. He powders right away as soon as CM Punk gets in there. Mm-hmm. Like they never get. They always get close enough to get ready to. But battle. he beat him not only once but twice in Chicago. Yeah, see, <laughs> so you know, they're, they're doing this, and that's how you could tell you have the guys back there like Arn Anderson and and all the old school mm-hmm. kind of wrestlers back there that are milking the feud old school rather than having them wrestle every week, attack each other every week. Because by the time it comes to make money, nobody's really going to care anymore. Right? It's true. Not a, yeah. No, you're right. Um, yeah, so that feud is just, it's the one I'm paying attention to. It's its great. Um, MJF is the guy that we need to have on here. I could probably get him. I could probably just I want to have him. I mean, I wouldn't mind getting insulted. No, he, he will him. insult your ass. Yeah. He'll insult me too. I mean, there's been plenty of times I've introduced, I wore the damn scarf and I didn't want to. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah. hold this for me, chief. And he puts it around me and he does his little pose. Uh, I can probably get MJF. I, I would like to get MJF. I would like to get uh, the acclaimed. I would like to get a lot of these guys. I know Bear Country's down. Um, they're, they're definitely down to, to come on and talk some shit. So those are guys I'll work on as we go. Uh, and we don't do these half-ass, you know, half today, half tomorrow podcast when we can sit down and get things done. Uh, I want to schedule those guys to either come in or, or you know, via the stream yard or whatever we got to do to get them on. I think it'll be a great conversation. Before we wrap this half of it, um, MLW, some news there since you cover them thoroughly. Yeah. Um, you know, you keep sending me pictures of Casey Navarro like I give a shit. No, okay, I love that kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, oh, your boy's moving up. Oh, they're, they're, they're giving him a good run. Of He's course. He's going against a certified G and a bona fide stud. He's not. And Casey, still- you can't teach that. Um, yeah. So, it's so funny with Navarro, man. His story, I'll never forget. It was January of 2014. Uh, I was selling T-shirts uh, of mine 
in the Edison Hotel, which we were having an event there. He showed up, all three foot nine of him. Yeah. 80 pounds, soaking wet. Maybe. I might be giving him too much there. And he was a, a fan of mine, and he would tell me about his his uh, backyard fed and all this other <laughs> shit. And I was just like, man, you just need to join a school, right? And then he would show me, like, promo videos that he's done. And I was just like, all right, you know what? This kid's got some swag. It's so pretty wait, cool. So he started in the backyard like me and Scoop? Basically. But he's actually a lot. He's actually athletic, and you guys aren't. <laughs> so uh, that's the difference between you two. But, yeah, he would send me, like, these uh, the videos and, like, oh, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? Like, he would ask me for my opinion as if I was some fucking expert. And I was just like, uh great you know i was like you just gotta go you gotta get trained you gotta go train don't stop this backyard shit go get trained because i knew he had some kind of swag to him right and then we actually got in the gym together and i was trying to help him put on size because i was like dude the size you are right now forget it you're so wait, not getting smaller it. then than he is now yeah well he's not he's actually got some size to him now believe it or not that size compared to what he was that's right? what i'm saying yeah uh we were we were gonna tag up when we first started training um you know, he trained with Creative Pro for a little bit, and then he kind of went away. Then he started working the indies a little bit and, like, just kind of setting up the ring, like, hey, can I get an opportunity? A couple of local promoters would give him a shot. Um, he got out there, and he did his thing, and then he came with me to an, an event one time, and I was like, bro, we should tag up. You know, we that would be fun. We were going to call each other Thunder and Lightning, you know, because I think it would make sense, and it was fun. Uh, and then I ultimately got hurt. Uh, I tore my ACL. That didn't happen, but that di that kid didn't stop right he gets back to the training he's going to the schools now he's doing his thing here we are you know just years later he's blessed you yeah. know hashtag blessed and he's doing phenomenal things and i'm so proud of that kid it man. looked like they were just gonna have him out there to be like enhancement like no no no, no. no he, i mean they he were can put, go he can he, go. no he definitely can go and right. you know the matches that i saw of him and i'm like man let the kid work more I mean, you know, look, yeah, everybody has their role, right? So if he is in there to be enhancement for a little bit, right, to put over the big guys, the debuts and all this other shit, let him do it. That's fine. He's fine with it, right? But, like, again, eventually when he goes, he can go, man. Like, that kid is lightning. Well, you know, this Thunder and Lightning thing was a thing because he was so damn quick. You know, he's got a great support system. Um, and the, the sky's the limit for him. He's not going to get any taller, right? No. He, he might get a little bigger. But, look, guys like Daniel Bryan and and and, and uh, Ray Mysterio and guys like that, they've made a career being the small guy. This kid can do it. He's got they're, the, they're giving him at first. At first, he was. I'll be the first one to tell you that I think he was smelling himself a little bit early, right? And I was just like, "You better pause the pump the brakes. Or somebody's gonna light you up," you know. And, and it rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, "Ah, you know what? He ain't humble, man. This kid's gonna get humbled quick." And somewhere along the line, I think Anthony Bowens helped him out along the way too. And there was a lot of camaraderie there because I was out of wrestling for a little bit, you know, with the knee injury. And then like, I was just kind of going into the, the backstage media stuff. I just wasn't as knee deep in, in development or helping the younger guys develop mm -hmm. anymore, but he, he proved me wrong. He proved me wrong. hundred percent. This kid is lightning. He's electric. He's, he's, he's fun. still got a little, he carries himself like he's he does. a millionaire. He does. Which he should. But that's, I think that's, kind of, did the, it. that's kind of the shtick that they're giving him. Good. Um, like when I'll see him with his like photo shoots with them, he's got the, he's got the suit on and the, and the chain and he's, he's on the cell phone. He reminded me, <laughs> it's going to sound so wrong to say, you saw the movie Ted, right? Oh God. When yeah. Ted went to go get a job. Yeah. And he's like, I look like what you give your, your, your kid to tell him grandma died. <laughs> He reminded me of Ted in the gray suit. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. I'm sure he'll laugh too. Uh, I wanted to, and like, I wanted to like go congratulate him, but like his family travels well. Yeah, dude. And they surround him, and I'm like, I'm not going up to this guy to shake and say, "Hey, I'm you know friends with Dave, you know, great match." Like, I won't do that when they're around. We'll get him on the podcast too. Or their friends. Well, yeah. I, like, I, I'll do that in private. Like, you know, EJ and Duke and I, we talk for like two hours. Mm -hmm. uh, before he, he went You guys finish each other's sentences and stuff? <laughs> and that's cute. Uh, but yeah, we'll get Casey on the podcast too because I think he'll he's a really, uh, really good dude and a uh, big Cowboys fan. So, I mean, it's obviously we have that. He's a Cowboys fan he is from a Cowboys, Miami. Huh? Yeah, from Miami. Yeah, and he's a big Heat guy. He loves the Heat. Uh, good kid. Very good but kid. But yeah, no, M MLW is doing some big things. I mean, the biggest thing, like we, we discussed, they signed Ricky Dragon Steebone on to uh, be a producer. Yeah, producer. That's awesome. I mean, that's 
One of the greatest matches maybe ever is him and Macho Man, you know, and he's one yeah. of the greatest in-ring performers of all time, and I think there's nobody better out How there. How amazing is that that you steal WrestleMania three and you weren't the, the headline? You were like the third. I match. was just going to say, I feel like that opened. Yeah, you It didn't like open, but it, yeah, match. it was early. WrestleMania three, right, with Hogan <laughs> and Andre, like for God's sakes. Um, but yeah, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is a great get from MLW. Uh, I've met him a couple times, and super nice dude, humble, smart. Um, he looks he, like he can still go. Too. Oh, he definitely still go. Definitely still. He might even still be able to spit fire, like just, <laughs> just up in the right. And uh, yeah, he's he's great. Um, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat definitely a good get from MLW. Um, the the Rock and Roll Express are are. are Gonna be at there too. I'm like Rock and Roll Express got a tag team title match with Wrestle yeah, Pro next. I month. know, but it's just like they're gonna be at MLW too. Like Forbidden Door. <laughs> that's yeah, but that's not the crowd for Rock and Roll Express. It might be. It might be, bro. It's 2022. You know what it is? You I got think the dudes for 5150. Like who gives a fuck? The actual tag team champions are like who gives a shit about their 5150. Who are those guys? Uh, Danny Limelight, Slice Boogie, part of LAX. No, that's not who I'm thinking about. You know, oh, what the hell was their name? There was a tag team that I called. We did a, it was called the Boardwalk Beatdown. I, I got to host the event in Atlantic City. Sting, Goldberg, all those guys were there. I was actually the MC on the mic. And then I did commentary with my boy Gino Gotts. And um, who the hell is that? The tag team, they come out to all hail the chief or something like that. Damn, I can't think, like, this is my... This is why I stopped wrestling. Because <laughs> I can't remember shit, and I got too many head injuries. Um, the rep. The rep. You ever see the rep? No. Look, look them up. Okay. Look them up. They're awesome. Great theme song. Just a great just shtick. They yeah, belong, no, 50, they belong 50, in like MLW or something. Yeah, maybe they do. Like 5150, they're with uh, Conan is the uh, Conan, their manager. Big, big Red Sox fan. Is he? Oh. Uh, he, he he's and always I, wearing Padre stuff. You know, he probably just wears anything that matches his outfit. But I'm saying he's a big Red Sox guy. Him and Simon Diamond, Pat Kenny, go at each other. When they both worked at Impact, uh, they would go at each other neck to neck uh, with the Yankees and Red Sox banter. So he's a big Red Sox guy. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, so that's that's going to do it for the first half of this show. Yeah. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. And then when we come back, obviously, Chris Gooch is going to give his thoughts on UFC 271. And then we'll put a bow on this. Obviously, we have the Elimination Chamber on Saturday to go over next week. Obviously, if anything crazy happens at, on Saturday afternoon at 12 o'clock, which, again, crazy. But, again, you're in Saudi Arabia, so you got to go based on their time. But that's what's the beauty part about uh, you know Peacock and the WWE well, Network. Why even do it live then? Right. Tape the fucking day. They will. They they should. They should. You know, tape the fucking Not like make the, somebody stop their day at yeah, noon. Yeah, and I hate it when the to, UFC does it, too. Like, that shit pisses me off. To watch a UFC event mm -hmm. or a, a pro wrestling event, it's a night. It's a Sunday or Saturday night thing. Right. This that, is back-to-back -back now weekends that, that or back-to-back -back months that WWE is doing something on a Saturday. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even mind it Saturday night. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, either. Saturday during the day, like it's that crown jewel shit that they'll do it like Ugh. 11 o'clock in the morning. Is that happening too soon? Tuesday. Crown jewel? <laughs> That's like on a random Tuesday. Isn't Goldberg wrestling this week too? Yeah. He's, he's, he's wrestling against Roman Reigns. Oh, come on. And look, man. I was a big mark for Goldberg. Come on. I was a big mark for Goldberg. Yeah, I love seeing him out there. I love seeing him out there, but come on. You, are you making up for like lost time because you fucked him over of his push there and like like all those years ago? I don't understand. How does he get this many title shots? I don't know. How does he get this many? Like, yes, he's Goldberg. That's are we gonna bring Hogan out too? So I got an idea. Let's dig up the warrior. Yeah. You ever hear of one warrior nation? Sounds familiar. OWN. He was he was the guy that wanted to be the warrior. He was like a corrections officer in Rawway. Oh. And he would wrestle and show up at the Rawway Rec Center as dressed up as the Ultimate Warrior. Streamers and all. <laughs> Is he the reason why there was rumors that there was more than one Ultimate Warrior? No, no, he's not that good. And the, and the original die. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good old rumors back then uh, about he was dead, Undertaker was dead. <laughs> well, the best was, the best that I heard as a kid was they numbed the Undertaker's body before he went out there, so it didn't hurt. <laughs> oh, oh, duh. All right, well, that, that, that explains everything then, right? doesn't it? Jesus Christ. The things that we believed as kids, it's just... 
I don't even know. It's, the world was a lot more innocent then. Yeah, the world was innocent. So let's take a break. Let's towel off. Let's hear a word from a couple of our sponsors. And when we get back, Chris Gooch in the house. Guys, behind every great sports fan is a spouse or a significant other that tirelessly puts up with us day in and day out. And sometimes they're even bigger fans than we are. At Shop Sports, we're all about helping all brands expand their business. And today, we want to talk to you guys about a women's clothing company out of North Carolina called Lilac and Sage Boutique. Tell them, Dita. Lilac and Sage Boutique is a veteran-owned, LEL-spouse-operated boutique based out of North Carolina. They were founded by those who serve. Their goal is to continue their service by providing affordable clothing to other hardworking women. They ship orders all over the world. They have all sorts of amazing styles, ranging from women's tops, rompers, to sundresses. I myself have already purchased way too many items, and I'm coming back for more. Guys, you have to act now, and at checkout, be sure to let them know you heard about them via Chop Sports by entering the code CHOP10 and get 10% off your purchase at checkout. Visit them online right now at www.lilacsageboutique.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook, at Lilac Sage Boutique. And join their mailing list like I did so I don't miss any of their new arrivals. You heard it from the producer herself, ladies and gentlemen. Check out lilacsageboutique.com. What's going on, guys? This is Sturch, and I got a question for you. Have you ever dreamt about flipping a house or buying an investment property? I know I have. There's a reason why house flipping is out of reach for most people, and that's because of a lack of information. Flipping made easy is for people like you who feel drawn to the world of house flipping, but they don't have a clue as to where to start. Check out FlippingMadeEasy.com. Here, you'll find comprehensive and easy-to-understand information about every stage of the house flipping process. You'll receive access to millions of houses ripe with flipping potential. Hundreds of expert guidance explained through research articles and easy-to-understand video content. And thousands of vendors for all of your house flipping needs. Subscribe to FlippingMadeEasy.com and become part of the flipping community. Right now, if you use the promo code CHOP, you'll receive a free t-shirt and a 30-day, that's right, 30-day money-back guarantee. That's FlippingMadeEasy.com. All right, welcome back to the Chop Heads Combat Sports Podcast, Episode 4. I usually don't do the lead-ins because this is Chris's vehicle. Uh, this is his baby. And Chris is back. Chris, yeah, what's Gooch, going on, guys? What? I took the place of the most annoying human being on Thank planet Earth. God. You guys don't have to endure any more of the loud breathing through the microphone <laughs> with Tommy D. Because I'm sure, I don't know how you guys explained how this was going to happen, but obviously, you know, there was a little bit of a mashup here. So we're mashing things together. Yeah. Tommy's not here right now. Um, but which is a good thing because he doesn't really know shit about MMA anyway. And we're here to break down. <laughs> so the first 45 minutes of this episode, don't take serious. Actually, just take this and going forward serious, right? No, no. Take it all serious, even though it is fake. No, I'm kidding, guys. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about this, actually, because it was brought to my attention that... And I've been feeling this anyway. And then we're going to talk a little bit about wrestling right now. Oh, right? yeah. Well, so we're going to shift gears here. Everything okay? I'm not actually going to talk about wrestling. I'm you feeling all about, right? I'm going to talk about my presence on the show going forward. Right. I don't like, I, I feel like it was a bad look for me to leave the other two weeks ago. Yeah. Or last week. Yeah. Was it last week? Uh, yes. When yeah, you just kind of got up. I feel like out. when I was listening back to the show, I, I was like, you know what? I, I might not know much about wrestling, but I feel like I could provide something and maybe even provide like questions that maybe another listener that's an MMA fan may have for you guys. You, you can be casual Chris. Saying? So I could be casual Chris <laughs> in that portion of the show. Yes. Uh, like, and I'll wear that badge proudly. Yeah, of course. And I think you should wear your badge. Proudly I think so as well. too. I'm starting because to, I'm starting to grow on me. It's not like a, a dig. And me personally, I've said this on this podcast before where I think that the people that talk shit about casual MMA fans are very hyper, uh, hypocritical and counterproductive to the growth of the sport. Which we could talk about. So, like, when people are like, oh, he's only watching the fight because it's McGregor. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So what? You know, the fight, the MMA is now on ESPN. Like, there was a time 20 years ago, 15 years ago, where everyone was like, if it would just get mainstream, all the hardcore fans that have been there forever, it seems like you just don't want to let go of your sport. Right. It's like, let, let these guys make money. Everyone talks about fighter pay. Well, guess what? Being on ESPN and being <laughs> yeah. on the biggest stage in the that world helps them. gets fighters paid. So right. the casual fan, we need you in this sport. And any casual fans out there that want to listen, I feel like this is a podcast for the casual fan because mm. you don't have to know much. You could listen to us and we could kind of explain things in depth. That said, that out of the way, I will not be here next week. <laughs> so, but that's because of a vacation, and we will be we will be going full steam ahead. Well, we're trying I, to get some videos going. Yeah, yeah. I, I I already talked to to Tommy before the break, and I said, you know, 
we got Elimination Chamber coming up for the WWE. So it's a pay-per-view, which, by the way, Chris, it's going down at noon on a Saturday because they're in Saudi Arabia. So it's like awful. Like right smack dead right in the middle of your Saturday. Sit down and watch a pay-per-view. Good thing it's on demand. You get to watch it whenever you want. So we'll, you know, me and Tommy will catch it whenever we catch it. But that'll be jam-packed uh, next week. There is a fight night. Uh, this Saturday, we'll go over some of that too. But yeah, Chris will be gone next week from the podcast episode five. But yes, going forward, Chris will not be bowing out for the uh, the wrestling talk, and I will not be bowing out for any of the uh, MMA talk. But before we get into Chris's thoughts about UFC 271, this is actually kind of good that this was released a day later, or at least a little bit later, where a day late we're talking about it, because there's something that's breaking right now, according to uh, the Twitterverse right now. There's big, heavy rumors, wrestling fans. All right, I'm out. That Cody Rhodes, <laughs> that Cody Rhodes might be heading back to WWE after basically being the catalyst of starting AEW. Now he might be going back now, home. Now, this is a casual Chris question. Dusty Rhodes, yes, Cody Rhodes. Okay. Dusty Fat, Cody. He has two skinny. sons. He has Dust. He has Dustin, which is Gold Dust. Gold I know Dust. You, I know you yes, know Gold yes, Dust. Yes. That's one of Dusty Rhodes' kids. And, of course, Cody Rhodes was literally, AEW was created by Tony Khan and, and Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. They used to do this all elite, like, YouTube series. And it would be cool. Like, there would be underground wrestling Full disclosure, stuff. I thought Cody Rhodes and Gold Dust were the same person. And it's just like... One guy's in character, and then the next one, he's like, yeah, we're going to get rid of that moniker. No, we're no, go two, two so, different hey, dudes. But anyway, something new see, right there. there. For go, all you bro. casuals out there, Gold Dust and Cody Rhodes <laughs> are not the same person. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, that's a hot rumor uh, going around right now. I actually just read that right before we started recording the second half of the show. So, anyway, back to 271. Uh, the only undercard uh, that I think was something that was notable was that Arlovsky is still doing it. You know, that was cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, I'm, I've been a Pitbull guy okay. since day one. I love Arlovsky. I've, I used to, when this was like Shazam, or no, not Shazam, Kazaa, uh -huh. LimeWire days. Oh, my God. When I was able, this was like, even when Pride FC was still going on, Andre Arlovsky was fighting Frank Mir. He made his the, debut you know, in 1999, um, bro. Yeah. He was my first was taste of school. like really being pissed off about a fighter that I like losing when he lost to Tim Sylvia. Mm -hmm. That was just like, it burned me up, man. And then like, there was a Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture thing where I had, I liked both those guys a lot. So that, that trilogy, that kind of bothered me in some ways because I didn't know where to go with it. But I was huge on Arlovsky, bro. That, that dude moved like a, a lightweight for a heavyweight at a time that he was way, way ahead of the game. But. That wasn't really that exciting to me. The There was three fights on the main card that I think we're going to talk about. Um, shout out to Arlovsky still doing it. That's a huge deal for him. I and I was I telling to Tommy, I was telling Tommy, when when me, Rich, uh, Delusant, and a couple of the guys went down to AC to watch Richie Petitionock at World Series of Fighting, the headline main event was Rumble Johnson versus Arlovsky. <laughs> so yeah. Arlovsky's been around the block. He's Ar had himself a little journey. This shit knocked out cold yeah, in that one. That bad. was a rough one. That, that was, was a bad that was one. Rough, yeah. But it just goes to show, man. Like guys could bounce back. Yeah, I know, of course. I know that um, he's not going to contend for any type of title, but him no. still doing it, it's good to see. And um, some of these younger fighters getting to step in there against the guy that they watched when they were like four is kind of cool. That is pretty cool and mean. But <laughs> the Jared Cannonier Derek Brunson fight, I think that was the one that was the most notable fight, other than the, the title fight, obviously. And then we have the. Tuivasa against the Black Beast. First, first we'll talk about. Wait, that. I'm sorry. Are you skipping right over the new legend that I finally discovered in in Bobby Green? Oh God, yes, I am <laughs> skipping right over Bobby Green. I was like, I was telling Tommy, I was like, I, I don't know if I want to hate this guy and knock his head off his shoulders, or like really get into his shtick because he's a shit talking just jerk he's, off. And he's like, just not a good shit talker, and you could tell that he his post fight was shit, horrible. Um. He made like he he just ha talks too much. It's not like he's yeah. saying anything that's even relevant to the sport. He's talking about his dad and then this and it's like yeah, it's all over I the place. Um, he has to win a lot more fights for him to be able to be taken serious by me mm -hmm. against some some notable competition. But yeah, fuck Bobby. So Canier and Brunson. Canier and Brunson. This one I think has um it had title eliminator written all over it. it. Did I talked and they about said it last it on week. The I don't know that um it's a fact that Canier is going to get the next shot. I think. With you the, see him he, try to get Dana's attention? Yeah, that's <laughs> for that reason. Right. You Dana's know, probably like, all right. For that reason. Off. He's like a he's probably a dangerous opponent for uh Izzy because his wrestling is really good and that's where he's gonna go with it. And he's not big enough of a star for them to really risk Izzy. Because mm -hmm. I think Izzy is the biggest star in the sport right now. We'll talk about that when we get into that fight. But 
Cannoneer dispatched of Derek Brunson fairly easily, and this was the blonde Derek Brunson. Where yeah, if, who if was Tommy undefeated. Was, if Tommy was here, he'd be blowing him. Uh, he and was. he's talking about how amazing he looked with <laughs> he blonde <was>. hair. <laughs> but he just got chipped up, and there's nothing to take anything away from Brunson because Cannoneer is a game dude, man. He's a game fighter. Um, Was Cannoneer the favorite? I think we talked about it, and Cannoneer was a slight favorite. So it wasn't like it was an upset. And I know that Izzy has been mentioning Cannoneer's name for quite some time, just saying, like, win your next couple fights, and then, you know, you got your you got your date with me. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's anybody else out there that really Izzy's got his eyes on. Cannoneer was a minus 165 favorite, yeah. Yeah, so I think that that lines up nice for us to see a Cannoneer-Izzy fight maybe at the end of the summer, I would say, at this point, um, which we'll talk about in a second when we get to the Izzy thing. But... There's not much to talk about in terms of breaking down the fight. I think it was fairly... He's I a beast. He's an like absolute a, monster. It he was like a fairly him. just normal fight until he got caught and then right. things ended. Um, Rather quickly. Good on Cannoneer. I don't think Brunson really is bringing much to the table in terms of what he could do to Izzy. I think they fought already and, and Izzy dusted him, but that was before he had the belt. Um, moving on to the heavyweight fight before we get into the main event. Did you do a shooey? I did not. <laughs> so I can't but believe Did you hear what these guys were talking about in the pre? No. They were talking about like doing cuppies. So he was going to take Derek oh, Lewis's cup God. off of his ball sack and drink his ball juice mixed oh, with the beer. Okay. That was slightly Fun. uncomfortable. But Fun. look, these guys have a lot of respect for each other. Um, they agreed in the in the same press conference to just go out there and bang it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has nothing to do with them licking each other's balls. Right. They're, I'm talking about fighting in this sense. Correct. Um, <laughs> and they did just that. You know, I don't think that one guy is better than the other in this case. Mm-hmm. Because when you have two two guys that weight, that size, that are just down to stand and trade, it's more of like a lottery where, you know, whoever lands that first clean punch might finish it. Um, I think if they fight five times or ten times and they fight the exact same way, you could see Derek Lewis on top in half of those fights. And I'm still not talking about them actually banging or licking each other's <laughs> balls. I mean, like, he would come out the winner. <laughs> Victorious. Right? But at the same time, I'm happy with the outcome based on the fact that Derek Lewis has been there already. We've seen him dance with the top, the guys at the top of the division. Tuivasa, he's kind of on his on the come up. And it will be nice to see some new blood injected into the top five of the heavyweights. Even though Tuivasa will just be the next gatekeeper, much like Derek Lewis is. He's not going to be much more than that. But good to see a guy that is maybe now going to get paid a little bit better um, and get to get knocked out by somebody that's a little bit more famous. So um, good on him. Tommy said it before. Uh, Derek Lewis, this is now two straight losses in Houston. Like, he's there's no home field advantage for him. Like, I, that's why I was kind of, like, leaning, like, oh, wow, you know, he's home, he's, he's jazzed up. No, like, I don't, I don't, I've never really typically believed that there is a such thing as a home field advantage for a fighter. That's so funny. He said the same thing. Because it just <laughs> adds more pressure. There's a lot of things, like, the getaway and the sanctuary, being with your teammates and being with certain things. And, like, but when you have the fight in your city, you got to deal with family getting tickets. You got to deal mm. with putting people up in hotels. There's just a lot more required of you by the local media, by your sponsors that might be in town. It's just a harder buildup. Plus the pressure of having every single person that you know in the arena, there hyping you up. And right. then you have to go face that. It's a, it's just added pressure. There's a lot of pressure in the UFC as it is obviously, but fighting in your hometown, a lot of guys don't like it. Some guys love it because they rise to the occasion, but some guys just simply don't like it. Or it's like a good one-off thing. I wouldn't want to do it. Maybe once, but, you know, I'm good. I don't want any attention, so. Do you think Tuovasa uh, has an actual chance to, to have a title shot eventually? Like, Yeah, he definitely has a, a chance to have he a was, title shot. We were shot. talking before about this. Uh, it looks like it, it could do interim again, you know, based off this kid's knee injury and well, how I Dana mean, White hates him. Yeah, <laughs> like, there, so. there is a very, very good chance that there's going to be an interim title. That's, hot. That's twice in one title But reign. at least it'll be potential to drag John Jones off his couch and get him to fight Stipe, which should have happened a while ago. Um, I think once in, in Ganu and Cyril Gan, or even in Ganu and, and Derek Lewis got scheduled to fight each other, um, John Jones should have been on the Stipe train immediately. And John Jones was dismissing the fact that Stipe was on his level for some reason, which is absurd to me. And I think Stipe John Jones is the fight we all need to see. John Jones can't just step into the deep waters right away at heavyweight. I, I was just going to say, he probably needs at least and, a fight or two. But, like, the thing about John Jones is he's very, very headstrong in the sense that he's not fighting unless it's for a belt. The best way to get John Jones a, a fight for the belt right now 
the mega interim, mega belt. interim belt against Stipe. And then it also p- puts you in a situation where if you win that belt, there's no running. There's nothing you could do. It's, it's like true. there isn't like let's talk about who we're going to fight next. No, you, you got to unify the belts. Nganu, yeah. And I'm pretty sure they did get a deal done with Nganu. I'm not sure. They? I, I I don't know. They're very, very hush on that. But I do think Nganu, I said this a couple weeks back, Ngannou's not fighting for anybody but the UFC. So everybody could talk about uh, the beef all you want, but at the end of the day, things will get done. Uh, Ngannou's too important to that division right now for the UFC to let him walk. Um, the last on that, it looks like Dana White says it will get figured out one way or another, but that was back on January 22nd. That's like the latest um, latest article that to surface as far as his contract yeah, is so concerned. So in other words, like we're not stripping him of that belt. No. Probably yeah. not. They can't. Not going to happen. They can't. Um, you could you could maybe see Nganu really put his chips all in and say, you know, just I'm forfeiting the belt, mm-hmm. and they don't have to strip him. But then at that point, I think, you know, it will be fractured, and then you might see Nganu have to sit out a year. I don't know if they have exclusive rights, negotiating rights. So I think if, if um, Nganu signed with somebody else, the UFC would have a chance to match the offer at the very least. I think it's very much like a, a franchise tag and things like that. When that's in the verbiage of a lot of UFC contracts, and part of the reason why Ngannou is so unhappy is because when you get these guys that sign their contracts, you're, you know, they're they're desperate, right? And you're offering them a, be, a big opportunity, and then they quickly, in in certain cases, in Ngannou's case, for example, they outgrow that first contract or that contract, and now they want more money. But you signed it, bro. Anyway, moving on. Main event time. Main event time. Um, it was very, very boring fight. I think Izzy's a very, very boring fighter. He's not. Okay. Izzy is... <laughs> conservative? Is that okay? Is that a word to use? I don't think he's conservative either. I really? Think, okay. I think this is what you get when you have a counterpuncher. You know, he's yeah. just, he fights his There's style. There's a lot of he's that, yeah. very disciplined, and he... he but Izzy was the one moving forward a lot of this fight. So for a counterpuncher like Izzy, who usually sits back on the outside, I think that once he realized that... Uh, Whitaker didn't have enough power for him and that he really couldn't take him down. Um, there was no real um, regard for any of that. He he was able to move forward because anytime Whitaker got inside on him, Izzy was able to sprawl and fight off the takedown. Whitaker was 4 of 10 for takedown attempts, so he did yeah, take him down 4 times. 4 of 10, but he didn't hold him down. For, he got him right I, up. I think yeah, he, he got right his up. His riding time was a total of like 0 seconds. So. Right. People talk about Izzy as being a boring fighter, right? I remember Anderson Silva having the same thing happen to him around the Damian Maya times. And, like, what happens when you get so much better than everybody in your division, it's hard to make things look exciting. Right. Izzy's not out here to go out and knock people out. He's not going to go – like, he can knock you out, but that's not his style. He's a he's a guy that will hit the base hit every time, mm-hmm. but when, when he barrels one, it'll go over the fence. Right. And that's why he is where he is because a lot of times guys go against that and they fight emotional – I'll say this about Izzy, and I, I was listening to the Chael Sonnen uh, Bad Guy podcast, or, and he pretty much pegged him exactly how I would, where this dude's a superstar, right? He has a lot at risk going into the fight. Going Anytime you're fighting, you're putting your title on the line. When you're putting your title on the line, you're putting your reputation, all your sponsors, all like your persona in some ways, especially when you're a longstanding champion the way Izzy has been. Um, you're not going to go in there to prove anything. He already knocked out Whitaker, so he proved he could knock him out. Does he really have to? You know, he's giving Whitaker the chance. That's the way he's looking at it. It's like an opportunity to solidify my legacy, lap the division, but also giving an opportunity to a guy who I think deserves it. Izzy is definitely a student of the game. He's um, he's a historian. Like he believes in the MMA history, and and he he looks at fighters like he's looking at his division. I mentioned earlier how he's talking about Cannoneer, like win a couple fights. Like he looks at guys and he wants to A, give an opportunity and B, test himself. And he's called out every single fight that he was going to have next, you know, right after his victory. He's called all his shots. You watch the weigh-ins, Izzy is a superstar in the weigh-ins. The press conference, he steals the show. The Joe Rogan comment, Izzy stole the show. Uh, his walkout, his entrances, everything. is Everything he does is must-see TV, except for when it comes time to fight. But a lot of that has to do with the competition. He's just head and shoulders above it, and there's nobody really testing him. I'm looking at, yeah, I'm looking at the rankings right now, and obviously I don't know a lot of these guys, but, like, Darren Till is down there. Like, he's not yeah, anywhere near him anymore. but if you want to get a good indication as the type of fighter that Izzy can be, just watch the Kelvin Gastelum fight. 
he got drug he got dragged into deep water and he you know he was lumped up it was a very similar to like the John Jones Gustafson fight where nobody expected it or maybe some people expected it but just Kelvin brought it man and he dropped he he hit uh Izzy with everything he had and Izzy's face wore the effects of that fight but he still came out on top and it was like there was no controversy like he won the fight I think he ended up maybe even finished him um but yeah, I think that we need to pump the brakes on saying Izzy's a boring champion. His fighting style is not good. I'm not saying it's not good. I, I mean, he's getting it done. I'm not obviously. saying you. Yeah. I'm saying like this is what's going on in the Twitterverse and in, in MMA Twitter, UFC Twitter, and it ha- like I said, it happened to Anderson Silva. It's just that when you're that much better than everybody else, the fights become less exciting. And not only does it become less exciting, a guy like Jared Cannonier gets looked at as like way worse. If if somebody if there was no Izzy. Right, a lot of these guys that people see as like, oh, he's no big deal, would be be considered the top in the world at the sport at that weight class. Like the top three guys, there's just no competition for him right now. So he's head and shoulders above. It takes a lot of the shine off of everybody else. Right, and it's a good thing and a bad thing in some ways. But yeah, Izzy is the man. Hopefully, we get to see Jared Cannonier against Izzy sometime. That seems this to be year. the next thing. He's he's ranked right right there. So he's- or I will make a bold prediction. We might even see. Dare I say, Kamaru uh, Usman against Israel Adesanya. Even though they're good friends, they have talked about potentially fighting, but they'd have to get paid a lot of money. That would be a hell of a fight. Hell of a fight. Bring it home, Chris. Uh, yeah, that's all we got. All right. Um, <laughs> we're so, home. Can I? We're, actually, we are home. We're home. Uh, but yeah, listen, uh, like the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast. Also, rate us, review us, leave a review. Tell us oh, how bad Tommy is. That's what you meant when you meant bring Yeah, that's home. what I meant. I like, oh. uh, but obviously, the next time we join you guys will be next week. We'll be going over WWE Elimination Chamber. Any news that breaks between AEW and WWE, we got you covered over here on the podcast. So, of course, for Chris Gucci, Dave Sergio, and, of course, the Reverend Tommy D, this has been another episode of the Chopheads Combat Sports Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. The fuck is an elimination chamber?